Following program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle, which is solely responsible for its content. The opinions and views expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of 1700 The Champ, Cumulus Media, or its employees or management. The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. Brett, an you hour must early. Turn, turn up your microphone uh, in order to hear yourself. <laughs> I got it now. Goodness. Uh, an hour early this week because UNI basketball comes up at the bottom of the hour, uh, the 6.30 hour, and we're going to have like a couple of those this year. I think we figured, what, did we just three? three of them, including tonight, only a couple more. Right. We'll have a couple of these where we're preempted by UNI basketball. That's cool. Hawks play basketball tonight as well, 9 p.m., a late game. Um, I'm not, not to take us off football right away, but have you looked at the Iowa schedule? Did you notice? No. You probably haven't. I think we've got six home games that start at 8 o'clock at night on weeknights. The Big Ten does this when they think you're not very good and they put you on BTN is, in that is, second team. Isn't that when Nebraska usually plays? Yes. and No, it, it, it's honest to God that's what they do. And what it does is it ends up giving the bad teams less of a home court advantage because people are less willing to travel. I mean, who's going to drive for, from, uh, I don't know, who's going to drive from Des Moines for an 8 o'clock tip in the middle ho- of to February get, to, to watch get home a, at 1230. To get home at, yeah. 12, 12.31 in the morning because you went and watched Iowa uh, play a tussle against Rutgers. I mean, I, I mean, there's a bunch of 8 o'clock tips. Anyway, we'll, we can get into that a lot during the basketball season. We're going to see a lot of it. Hawks do open the uh, regular basketball season tonight at 9 p.m. on Big Ten Network against Longwood. And the women right now are about to tip off at 6 in an hour from now. We've got New Hampshire tonight, so it's a doubleheader, men's, women's doubleheader. If you're in Iowa City, you can hear us until it gets dark. Head over. I'm sure there are tickets I, available. Students and bring fr- the kitties, why don't Students you? are free, and uh, I think you get a pizza or something. Something like that? Yeah. They are serving beer in Carver Hawkeye, by the way. It's less fanfare than in, in uh, Kinnick. But, oh, I didn't know uh, that. Uh, I saw Mark Loss said that the uh, the uh, the longer lines now have moved from the ice cream cones to the beer lines. All right. Uh, so the, <laughs> it's good to see. Fans back in, uh, in Game Carver. Game day experience. Yeah. I wonder if they have Wi-Fi in uh, Carver. I, I don't know about that. I do know that uh, uh, it's good to see fans heading back to, to watch the Iowa basketball team. We're going to talk a lot about that, uh, not only today, but obviously uh, on our mind here. Hawkeyes get back in the win column in the football team with their 17-12 to win at Northwestern on Saturday night. Uh, never has there been a 17-12 to game that, while it was so underwhelming, had so many storylines going into it. Uh, that it made it somewhat exciting, and it comes down to the first storyline, of course, is the replacement of Spencer Petrus, who was obviously injured. God knows why he started. I don't even know how. If, he, if two out of his four throws could not be thrown more than 10 yards, why did they put him in the game in the first place? But he played three series, Good one Lord. out, and then it was Padilla. That was terrible. Why would you even do that? I don't anyway, know. Why did you kick? Because uh, I was good at it. Allegedly. No, I was. I just had a. How many, what was your longest field goal? Uh-huh. Did you have a long kicker? Uh, no, I was second string behind Steve Rickers, who went to Augustana and kicked. And right. Steve, Wait, actually, no. He, here's my point. Steve my point was, is this. Steve was a 55-yarder. I was 45 yards in. The, in there you go. Right. You were the. I was good at from 45 you're, in. You were the extra point guy. I was. So, at, at any rate, Coach Ferentz and, and Ferentz's thought that Spencer was good to go. And it didn't take long to figure out that he wasn't. Um now, I had the pleasure of being there. Uh, thank you to my children for a 
great birthday present and uh, unexpected, by the way. I had no idea. Yeah, I don't and, think I noticed that. And I, so you got your card. Like, what am I looking at? Oh, right. Tickets. And yeah. so uh, I was sitting three rows behind the Iowa bench, uh, right about the 40, 45. And I can tell you this. Spencer looked hurt. He threw hurt. And when he came off and they, they hooked him, Padilla kind of went, where's my helmet? <laughs> like, Well, because, you know, they got the red hats yeah, on. Yeah. And uh, so he found his helmet, and he started to get loose, and then he came in, and there was a palpable buzz in, uh, yeah. in the uh, Northwestern Stadium, which, by the way. As there was in every basement household in the state of Iowa. And bar, I'm certain. Yeah, and bar. And I'm going to tell you this. There is no worse place in the Big Ten to watch a football game. That totally at, agree. At Northwestern, uh, first of all, in spite of, I mean, maybe where I was sitting is a really good seat, but the further back you go, the further away from the field you get, um, the Northwestern fans make zero noise. Uh, it's time to move the chains. Roar. Um, <laughs> well, it, they... <laughs> it, 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 I mean, it was just, it's just horrible. In the, I, I was standing up when the Hawks ran out, and the lady behind me goes, we, we're in a sitting section here. I said, ma'am, I'll sit down after the, the Hawkeyes get on the field, okay? No way. Did she real Seriously, she did? She did. You were and, told and, to sit. And, and well, down in front, buddy. Yeah, right. And so I was, so I sat, I, but I sat right behind Luke Van Ness's dad. Okay. Who's from the Chicago area. And he and two of his buddies were there. And when Van Ness got a, a sack in, early in the game, I think it was in the first quarter. Um, and he's going crazy. And I'm like, he goes, that's my son. And I'm like, no way. So, anyway, that was pretty darn cool. Um, and what a, I, I see where Luke gets his height. Good Lord, his he old man. big guy. Yeah. Well, he was 7'2 when he stood on the bleacher in front of me. I mean, he was huge. <laughs> but nevertheless. I, what, Sir, could you take off the cowboy hat? Just that's all I'm asking. Yeah. It, was, it was a very <laughs> fun game to be at. But th- when – Alex came in, and he threw that first pass, and I was like, that had some zip on it. And that's exactly the word that I used to myself, and it was like a whole different game. And then, you didn't then text he, me back. I texted you right dude, then. Did you, you really, see what I, did you see what I sent you right yeah, then? I, like, I did. You want to know that okay. the cell reception in the Northwestern um, hellhole of Worse. a stadium is zero. All right? I think I saw it at 1030 that night when I got back to the hotel. But the second pass he throws to, to Keegan, I was like, "Holy cow!" Hey, look Do you what remember in, when he threw to a spot rather than waiting for a guy to be standing, he, waving he, he his arms? He threw back and him forth. open. Yeah. I believe is the yep. uh, yeah. the new vernacular. And and I I'm going to say this: he is not afraid to throw it through tight windows. Um, he, he needs to work on his screen pass touch, uh, but he'll get there. But he threw a pass. He threw a pass to Goodson in the fourth quarter. On that little sort of wheel route, yep. kind of down the seam, yep. and I was like, I couldn't barely even see that he was there. And then he caught the ball and he yep. and he took off. Another observation I will tell you uh, from being down close, because usually we sit a little bit higher up in in Kinnick. Tyler Goodson is really fast, and I mean super fast. He was running by and running past guys. Uh, our guys who were trying to block for him couldn't keep up. He's a he is a speedy speedy guy, which is why when he gets in the open, you think he he is going to go all the right. way. Right, he's got he's got the guns. Right? So yeah. uh, 
I mean, it was it was great. Um, I thought of uh, the comment in Heaven Can Wait. Looks like we found ourselves a rich quarterback. <laughs> and I don't have any idea if Alex is rich or not, but the, the premise there is, where's he been? And, oh, my, it was fun to watch. So, uh, Warren I, Beatty. You're going back to Warren Beatty and uh, Jack Warden. In heaven can wait. What and, a great movie! And by Deacon the way. Jones and Deacon Rosie Jones, yes, Greer. Were, Rosie, yeah, yeah, they were trying to, trying they were trying to, to kill tackle, him. tackle him and kill him. Yeah, here's, Mr. Here's Farnsworth. The, yeah. Here's the deal, guys. Just give me a second. Yeah. If I don't hit yeah. whatever his name deep, yeah. Yeah. then I'll quit. And he all of a sudden he started dropping dimes. Yeah. But the Hawks, the bench got more excited. Everybody got excited. Give Petrus a little credit. For a second, he was pouting. Um, he was he was he was disappointed, but he had to understand he was not well, and so then he got into the game. And then as Alex would come off, he was talking to him. He was trying to, hey, did you see this or did you see that? And you know, I'm not suggesting that Spencer's not a good quarterback. He just right now he does not have an arm that can play. He's not even on the depth chart this week. Um, our offensive line best keep Alex in good shape. I mean, we're all for Deuce Hogan, but. Maybe not tomorrow or Saturday. Right, and then maybe not Saturday. <laughs> I, I, so, you know, I, I think it's a, great, it's a great point to make because it's occurred to me a number of times in the last couple of days because, I, look, I, I told you after the spring game that the two of them dropped back within five minutes of each other in, in just scrimmages, and they had the same route run, and Padilla threw the ball. Guys in the same spot. Defenders in the same spot. Padilla dropped the ball in there in a tight window. Spencer took a sack. All right, in in a scrimmage, right? There's, right. Where there's literally no reason to not throw the football, right? Right. There's no reason to take a sack. You're not getting touched. When I say he took a sack, they touched him and he tucked it in. I told you then. The difficulty with Spencer Petrus is he is, and I've just made this comparison off the air. He's got Jake Rudock in him, right? Yeah. He's got. He's who played a, five years for the Detroit well, Lions. He's a game manager. He can do a lot of things. But if he doesn't have time, there is, and if he doesn't have a lot of time to find wide open guys, he ain't throwing the football. Well, and, and he's got a strong arm, but well, he's, but it, not it, when it's hurt, right? It, right, and and not unless the dude's wide open. He's been able to hit this year, the open guy. Last year, he had a hard time even hitting the open right, guys. Right, but that's the only time he'll throw it is when he sees a guy's breaking wide open, and it, that's. But this is something I, that I notice is, and I notice this that the ball was getting spread around more with Alex. He, obviously, he, he and Keegan Johnson have a connection. He and Arlen Bruce have a connection. Um, what a run that kid made on the jet yeah, sweep. I, I, I would just keep talking to that subject, then I but, want to get to that. That play is, is a dissectable play for a number of reasons. Go ahead, though. Uh, uh, Laporta was Spencer's go-to. Laporta is like Alex's third the choice. Third or fourth choice. Right. right. Spencer's go-to was, oh, First guy ain't open, down to the down to the tight end. Second guy ain't open, chuck it to the sidelines or maybe swing pass. Right? I think I think it seemed to me, and there was a play that Goodson. And I don't even know if I already said this if this was off the air or on the air. But when Goodson broke open on that yeah, little said, uh, right, on that, that wheel right. route, that he had, wasn't open yet. That it, had to be his third or fourth look yeah. on that play, yep, yep. and and so um, it was it was really fun to watch, and and you could see. Alex gaining momentum and going, I've got this. I've got this. Now, 
how refreshing he, it is. He had a chance when he broke out to the left. He should have tucked the ball and ran. I think he gets the first yeah, down. Yeah, there's that. And yeah. if he doesn't get it, he's probably fourth and one. And then by the time he got to the sideline, Keegan was open, but he couldn't set himself yeah. to throw it. Um, but, okay, it was, this dude's first time in. <clears throat> what was he, like 16 for 28 or something like 18 that? 18 for 28. Four of them, they so I've seen four of them rated as poor passes, so 18 for 28. I counted four drops. Well, Charlie, Couple, Charlie, Charlie Jones. Dro- clearly dropped a beautiful ball over the middle, right? Another one of those timing patterns. If if you're going to, Nico dropped one. Um, but Keegan Nico, Johnson dropped one in the end zone that I, I suppose you could call it. And, but it was ne- a tough catch. But, but Nico also made yes. two two other good catches. Yeah. Again, spreading it out. Uh, yes. Tyron Tracy. Get, getting balls thrown at him. You don't think Minnesota's looking at the tape going, God, we got to cover everybody now. Right? Well, Seriously, they're not going to walk all their safeties up on the line exa- ex- like everybody well, else has done this and, year because they're not afraid. They're going to have to and, be afraid and, of every receiver. Particularly if you remember last year, Smith-Marset and Brandon Smith, if I'm not mistaken, both went deep on them uh, up there in Minnesota when when uh, Kirk got to call the three timeouts right, right. before we grabbed the pick. Right, right. Um, that's when uh, Smirky Kirk... Yeah, I, I mean, and we, and we can certainly talk about the fact that Iowa played played turtle football in the second half. But I think the key to this is, is it's and so again, I feel bad for Spencer Petrus in a number of ways because he has been a winner for Iowa. He's been a, a, a leader for that team. But at the end of the day, if you can't He's actually 13 and four as a starter. Yeah. But if you can't see why Alex Padilla brings more to what this team needs right now, well, then you're not. Then you're literally just in denial. It ain't a river in Egypt, kids. You right. are right. You are just in denial well, about the differences. Maybe in another with another with an offensive line like last year. Spencer Petrus may be the better quarterback for that team because he doesn't get sacked all the time. Well, maybe. But with but this one, probably not. You know, and, and here's the thing. The, and frankly, I thought the offensive line played really, really well on Saturday night. Um, Shooter finally back in. Uh, no breaks for him. Uh, Britt, I don't even think he, he played. He's very animated on the sidelines, by the way. Um, and we have this ginormous dude. He's a little doughy. And I, I can't think of his name. He's like 75 or 6 or something. He's got to be a freshman. Just is that kinda... Davidikoff? Is that Davidikoff? No, no. I, I can't think of his name. You well, said Richmond it. went down, and, and he's out this week, he right? Got, he got rolled up bad, yeah. and he went right in that tent, and you could hear him fire his helmet. He was mad, huh? Yeah, yeah. and he came out in the second half in the sweat sweatpants. Yeah. I will tell you this. Riley Moss looks pretty freaking good to me. Uh, in street clothes, running around that sideline, uh, energetic. He's ready to, so Kirk basically has said he's a full go this week. He's not on the depth chart. How about the? He's good to go. Which twenty great. Twenty-seven, uh, getting his first interception it there in good. the end zone. It was, it was good because, uh, and by the way, that turned out to be a big deal. It was right? a big deal. Uh, and, you know. and the coverage he had on the two-point conversion, along with Jack Kerner, Seth Benson, and maybe four other Hawkeyes who I think <laughs> had that dude yep. blanketed. Yep. Um, and how about the de- defensive line getting in the quarterback's face? If Iowa could have tackled, Iowa had, I'm going to guess, now I haven't rewatched the game, I'm going to guess they've had six times during the game they had hits behind the line of scrimmage that they didn't bring the guy down. How many games, is this, this is their second game on natural grass this year, and it'll be the last, right? Yes. Yeah, well, I, Iowa it, City. It, the footing looked. They looked like they were slipping again. Look like they, I mean, well, they, they let me were, tell they, you, they were not the, the, taking. They the, were not fast. The, they were not divot, tackling. The divots in that field were horrible. I mean, the officials in timeouts were going to grab. It looked like a polo match. 
you know, they're taking the divots and stomping them down. Not the steaming divots, just the regular no, no, no. ones. Don't, don't, don't stomp on the steaming divots. No. But, um, yeah, and, I mean, that field just sucks. I, I mean, Northwestern wasn't in charter member of the Big Ten. You'd uh, trade them in a heartbeat. So, the touchdown to Arlen Bruce. Oh, my gosh. Let's, let, me, let me dissect a couple of things. First of all, he broke two tackles, like you said. Stout, right? He broke two tackles. I don't exactly understand how we think that plays diagrammed to work because Monty Potterbaum got out there, and when you, if you watch him. Oh, I he, watched it four times. He destroys his guy. He pushes him clear back. To the, well, he, it's he, like in the blind side where the kid takes the kid through the back of the end well, zone, right? Well, except for he stopped about five yards in because I, I think he thought he was going to get penalized. Well, but, but then Bruce had to break two tackles. So how was that play designed to go? I don't oh, get it. No, the two tackles were not Potamon's guys. No, but who's supposed to be blocking them? Anyway, I, okay. We'll be back. We'll grab Tom Caker to HawkeyeReport.com. Talk a little basketball as well when we come back on the Hawkeye Hall. 1700 to cheer. And we're back here at G-Migs in West Des Moines. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton, Jr. You're out and about tonight. you got steak night down here, and the Hawks will play basketball at 9 p.m. You want to come down and watch? I might not stick around quite that long. I, I, I'm not sure that I'll be I, standing upright if I do that. I but. told Christy, I said, I'll be home right after the basketball game. It starts at 9. Right. And she goes, what? Huh? what? I, don't, I don't think Bruce would stay open for us. Uh, <laughs> maybe not. But um, uh, anyway, is Tom on the line? He is. Okay, that's good. Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. Sorry, I was trying to yeah, order I got, I saw Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. And uh, with it being dark out now, Tom, it's easy to say good evening. But guess what? It's still afternoon. We're at 5 o'clock today. How are you? I'm doing well, guys, and uh, good afternoon. Are you uh, headed to Carver tonight? Yes. Busy right, day. I, I, Had football in the afternoon. Basketball. Oh, so you probably just stayed in Iowa City. Uh, actually, I had to come home for a couple things. So, yeah. We're, oh, all right. It's, it's, uh, it's a lot of driving today, but that's all right. That's right. That's good right. Good time of year. It is good time of year. I was looking for you at the Oasis last week. As I uh, was driving over to Chicago on Friday, you weren't there at the same time I was, which oh, is fine. There we go. <laughs> I was but, there. Uh, I did stop well, I, and get gas. On uh, yeah, well, I didn't go up until Saturday, so I oh you I didn't basketball okay. Friday night. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. Uh, against which, uh, against uh, slippery rocks. Slippery rocks. So let's let's talk basketball, Tom. We haven't really done done much of that so far in this show. You uh, observe the team. They're going to start tonight. Um, but just impressions off of the of that uh, of that scrimmage because a lot of folks it's all, was only on BTN Plus, so you got to subscribe and everything. A lot of folks didn't get to see it. Uh, impressions off that first basketball, just a scrimmage. Um. You know, it, it's it's so weird that it's just kind of jarring looking at because you're just so used to seeing 55 out there and he's not out there and you're just you got to adjust your uh, yourself to not not seeing him out there. Joe Wieskamp, uh, you just it's different. So um, I thought that was just part of it, but it, it's a it's a different team, um, just a different style. It's more outside. Um, than inside, but uh, they did a lot of inside stuff on uh, in, in that exhibition game just because they had a size advantage, and I think they'll do a lot of that tonight too because they're going to have a size advantage uh, against Longwood. Um, but um, I, it was interesting to watch um, that 
after Rabracha, they just kind of stayed small and did not really use the the Joshua Nagale or um, Riley Mulvey as much as kind of guys right off the bench. So um, I just thought that was interesting the way they approached it. So well, uh, don't they have three six nine guys if you take the other dude out? What? You got Keegan Patrick and you, forget, you kind of forget Patrick and Rebracha that big. are all like are all like six nine. Right. Patrick can't play the post. Keegan probably could. Um, and you've got Chris Murray that could come in, who's about six eight. Um, you know, Peyton Sanford's not a small kid. I mean, he's pretty well put together at six seven too. So, um, you know, they've they've got some they've got some length on this team, and I think that's going to give them the um, uh, some abilities to use a little bit more pressure this year, just because they have kind of long athletic guys that they could uh, they can throw out there on the floor did did tony perkins play very much he played a good amount um you know he was out there with the second unit i think he was one of the first guys uh off the bench so um i i know um you know he's the the big thing with this team is is twofold guys i think it's the play of the post guys and and how they're going to manage that just because eventually you're going to see, you know, six games against really good centers in the Big Ten with um, Purdue and with Michigan and with Illinois. Um, so you you got to contend with those guys. Uh, and also how well this team shoots the ball from the outside because, as we know, this is a, uh, a three-point um, game these days. It's Outside yeah. shooting is just such a big part of what you do. And you've really only got one guy now. You know, last year you could count on Luca or Joe Wieskamp and C.J. Frederick and J-Bo. Now you just got J-Bo. So you're going to have to get some shooting. Uh, Peyton Sanford knocked down back-to-back triples. I think he's going to have a chance to be pretty good. But, um, you know, beyond that, it's going to be interesting. It, it really, you know, and I think it'll be just in looking at the season. I think the ups and downs of what what we what is to come is probably somewhat contingent on who they play. I think you make a great point. Somewhere in the Big Ten season, there there's six there's six teams that are really going to pound you inside, and they're gonna, there's going to be another seven teams that you can play. Uh, a different brand of basketball against, and you're going to have a lot better chance. Not that they can't beat anybody, but uh, it's just going to be – you might notice differences based on, on the, the makeup and uh, uh, composition of the other teams they're going to play. Well, a 99-47 to 47 win and, uh, uh, against Slippery Rock, not bad considering it was like 28-17 to 17 at halftime, and, and Trent Condon, our friend, was starting to uh, sweat a little bit, but, uh, you know, they made the spread there in the second half and held them off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Degenerate Hawkeyes I podcast out there for him. But uh, if nothing else, uh, uh, we'll see how they do it again, again tonight against Longwood. The other thing, Tom, that I noticed, uh, and you're going you're gonna to love this. I don't know if you've paid attention, uh, but you and you're uh, having to get over there and cover this. There's a lot of 8 o'clock games in the middle of the week this year. I mean, I, I started Damn. noticing when I was putting them in. That's, that's detrimental sometimes to your fan experience. 100%. It's, but that's... Uh the power of television today and that uh, the TV money is uh, as important, if not more important at this point, uh, than the butts in the seats. Um, so it's just going to be That's that $40 way. $40 million dollars a year. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, just yep. a, it's a ton of money, and um, you're just going to have to deal with 8 o'clock games or, like tonight, a 9 o'clock tip-off, you know? Wow. Be wow. Is that day, on BTN tonight? Or? Yeah, it's on tonight. Okay. Yeah, it's on BTN. So- Seven o'clock on Friday night, by the way, against Kansas City. That one's only BTN plus. So if you are looking for a chance to get over there, maybe do a double header with the football game the next day. And let's turn the page to football, uh, Tom. Um, we've broken down a lot of the Padilla Petrus stuff today, uh, but I think more the. Let me ask you this question: The sure. team came out of that game the other night, obviously encouraged by some of the things they did. Uh, with Alex Padilla, and and it almost feels like even though um, even though Arlen Bruce and Keegan Johnson are freshmen, we've seen that they're clearly the the changing of the guard in terms of the uh, in terms of the skill positions, at least at the wide receiver spot for Iowa, and it feels like this connection with Padilla actually turns out to be something that is is a bit of a blessing in disguise. That suddenly. These guys that have been working with him as a sec- as second stringers for most of this last nine months. Well, maybe the spring and summer, and the spring for sure. And the summer, this turns out to be a big bonus when you bring in the second stringer. Yeah. Um, I wrote a little bit about that on, on Monday and just kind of my, my column that it just felt like that this was the you know changing of the guard. They were just kind of moving. They're, they're just focusing on these guys and. Uh, at the at the top receiving targets and and uh, you know Keegan Johnson had 11 targets on Saturday. Arlen had three, but um, you know he's going to get more work I think here moving forward. Even Tyron Tracy had four targets and he hasn't had four targets I think all season. So it's um, you know good to see he's getting um, more activity. They've just got to figure out a way to get those guys ball in their hands and let them make plays and. Padilla seems more willing to toss it down the field and let Keegan Johnson go up and make a play. And, um, you know, I think that's a that's a positive development. Um, and, and you're right, you know, talking to um, Arlen today about that, he said that, you know, they were they came in, they were second team in the spring, and so they had they were working with Alex all the time. So it was just sort of a natural thing. They developed pretty good chemistry with him. Not that they haven't with Spencer um, now either, but it's just it's more natural for them uh, just because they spent more time working with him. Well, you know, in there were a few passes that were coming in a little hotter uh, than I think, you know, Charlie Jones had a beautiful pass thrown to him. Unfortunately, he dropped it. Um you know, but that's, I mean, that's going to happen. But he, he was going wide open over. I think if he catches it, he may score. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And, uh, but, but you could, you could sense the energy. I was close enough to the uh, Iowa sideline in my seats, Tom, that I, uh, no big deal, that I could, uh, <laughs> you could feel the energy from the bench surge, uh, particularly after that first drive where the Hawks went down and scored with Alex in there. Did anybody today comment on that? Uh, you know, the, I mean, obviously the spark, but sort of the energy level of the whole team coming up. Um, a little bit. We talked to him about that after the game too, and just uh, you could you could certainly sense that um, the energy level or everybody kind of just perked up a little bit just because he made some plays and they had some success and two drives in a row they scored touchdowns. So it was a positive um, that they were able to get the offense moving a little bit and and um you know this will be a different week though it's different 
um, you know, I was talking to Chuck Long on our podcast on Monday, and he goes, it's just, it's different when you're coming in in that situation versus knowing that you're the starter going in, you know, into the game and having that on you all week. And I thought it was interesting that um, Kirk didn't make uh, um, Padilla available to talk to us today. I think that's just one of those things where he's trying to keep as many things off his plate as possible uh, right now so he doesn't get burdened with, um, you know, different things. It is interesting when you start looking at the questions that were asked of Kirk today and the, and the discussions that he had. <clears throat> less about Minnesota and the upcoming game and more about the quarterback change and the, and the game on Saturday coming back and getting the victory after a couple of losses and it, it it's funny how that the, the changing of, of players and the move, movement becomes the focus of a press conference of a media of media presser when in reality you're bringing a Minnesota team in who by the way is still you know leading the uh, the Big 10 West with you this is a big game and um, and David said it a couple of weeks ago that this was one we needed to point toward, and we know Kirk just can't just can't stand PJ Fleck, right? <laughs> I I just I was waiting to see a, a little dig here and there today. Nothing. I didn't get it unless you picked something out. But uh, this is no. still Floyd of Rosedale, my friend, ahead, and and he doesn't like PJ, right? That's hundred percent accurate. And if anybody wondered about that, then just look back to when he called those three timeouts last year just to just to spite him uh, at the end of the game. Leave the timeouts, Tom, and grab the pig. (laughs) Yes, it was just, you know, yeah. I mean, he, it's, it's very clear that he's not a, not, he's not rowing the boat. Let's just say that. Kirk is not a boat rower. Okay. (laughs) He just, he's not about that. He's not about what all the P.J. Fleck, uh, you know, kind of song and dance that he puts on is about. He's just not, and he never will be. So that's how it is. Well, it's interesting. Minnesota's extended P.J., and thank the good Lord. Nebraska extended Scott Frost, gave him another year, so we're all good with that. Even if Nebraska beats Iowa this year, it doesn't matter. I'd oh rather have gosh. that guy. You've I'd been, rather, no, I'd rather have that guy there. To, He's terrible. I'm just you, saying. Do you have to say that in order to have sex with your wife? I, sometimes. But what I do have to do is I do have to acknowledge it doesn't matter what happens this year. I'd rather have that guy in Lincoln. Trust me. Um, but uh, because these are guys that obviously he can't handle. All right, t- uh, Tom, so uh, – this this turns out to now ter- the game is is a much different looking game than if uh, than if uh, Spencer Petrus was in there in terms of what Iowa does offensively. It also is a much different looking game because Minnesota lost to Illinois the other day, which nobody expected to happen. What do you see happening here this weekend uh, with the Hawks and and, uh, and the Gophers for the Floyd? Um, I think Iowa's going to win, but it's not going to be easy. The thing I'm worried I would worry about most right now is actually that. Minnesota just kind of comes in and runs it down Iowa's throat because they've got, you know, I was talking to Joe Evans and, and John Wagner about this. You know, they got like one, ta- all their guys are huge up front. I mean, they got a six eight four hundred pound guy up front. <laughs> and Joe Evans is generously listed at six two. He's more probably about six one or six foot and two hundred and fifty pounds. And you know, like. It's like uh, Andre the Giant out there, kind of battling with you. You know, it's uh, and they run some sets where you know they've got like offensive tackles in there at um, 
at tight end. So they're running like seven offensive linemen at once. Yeah, I, and Iowa's I just seen not that, that big no. up front. Well, the, the uh, value of the strength and conditioning program will, will <laughs> come to fruition oh. in, in guys like Jack Kerner, Merriweather, and they're, running, and they're running, and they're running a ton of RPO too with Tanner Morgan. So you know, you right. just got it, that's a, it's a tough, tough deal for them to deal with this week. But they're going to have to they, contend. They got with one touchdown against Illinois. Well, they they're down to their I know, fourth string it's running. Wild, but it, yeah, yeah, it is amazing. Those backs aren't bad though. The Irving kid, I know Iowa recruited pretty heavily. He's a good player. All right, well, it, it'll be great. Two thirty on Saturday at Kinnick. Can't wait. Yep. Fans got to bring it this week. The fans this, do. This is is the it week. a blackout yes. week? Blackout, yes. Wait, you blackout. It is a blackout. Yes. It is blackout. Okay, excellent. Well, I got that in my wardrobe. Yes. All right, Tom, <laughs> thank you for joining us again. All right, Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Thanks, we'll check you next bye week, bye. Tom. All right, bye-bye. So we were at, when we were up in Wisconsin, so my buddy from Texas, right, who was with me, he goes to school in Iowa, but He's wearing his starter jacket from like 25 years ago. So am I. Right? Somebody comes up and goes, those are worth money. I'm like, what are you talking about? Those are 25-year-old parkas. I'm like, yeah, starter, black. <laughs> Why would they ever go away? They don't go out of style. We'll be back, wrap things up here on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700, the channel. I kind of miss the 5 o'clock hour sometimes. Yeah. You know, the 6 o'clock thing is kind of fun. We, oh, moved I, it, we used to do 5 o'clock all the time. Yeah, no, I kind of miss it. Happy hour here at G-Migs. And, uh, of course, Steak Night as well here in West Des Moines, Valley Junction. Come on down and join us here. About as, time we uh, thanked our sponsors. We, as we thank our sponsors, including uh, the folks here at G-Mix who have uh, been part of this what is it, what is it, five years now. Yeah, something like that. And it's a nice partnership. It it's is. very nice. It's been very good. Been very good. Very good. I want to thank AMP and Plumbing. Uh, my appointment is the 16th. Oh, I was going to say, they take care of your November 16th. Your clog? You know, okay. By the way, they have a new camera where they can go down and do the sewer. Have them do that. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not. I'm not. Did you, do you have to do the, the 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 cleanse prep before that happens? I don't no? think oh. so. It's okay. not. It's not a personal sewer. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. This okay. is the uh, house. Sewer. Okay. Okay. Good. Very good. And of course, uh, Angela Lancaster. Angie's sitting right, sitting right, right there. Yeah. Um, from uh, Remax Concepts, and uh, our friend Brian Hauk at Key Mortgage. I actually drove by his office the other day and realized where it was. Right there by our old house there. Of uh, Hickman. No kidding. Yeah. Right there. It was at uh, 120. Yeah. Yeah. 128. Yeah. 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 We used to live off Hickman. Yeah, we did. Back, for in, those the, back in the day when we were when we were youngins. Remember? For, we, for those that don't know, we started as neighbors. <laughs> my uh, son turned 23 the other day. He, he was five when we started doing this, right? Uh, he and Maddie running and around, Matthew, right? Yeah, yeah. Running around doing that. Anyway, um, oh, happy birthday to my stepson Anthony today. He's 22 today, so I'm, there you uh, go. my kids are my kids are getting up there. Holy cow! Good heavens! Um, here's an interesting uh, an interesting thing. So I was telling you. So I agree. Tyler Goodson's super fast. Maybe the fastest running back. I, I, I would because you put him up against Akram, he runs by him. I think right. Jordan Kanziri had another gear. Remember that? Tavian uh, Banks. Tav- oh, that's the fastest you've got. And Tim Dwight. Is a wide receiver. He's a wide receiver. Said Shaw was a power back in a lot of ways. Sean Green had I, a lot of power. I'm going to say Tavian was but, fastest. But, boy, Tyler's awful fast. Here's the problem with Tyler Goodson. So uh, the guy at Hawkeye Game Films, I don't even know who he is, right? But he's out there tweeting around, and he does this stuff. And I, 
loaded up on it on Tom's website, HawkeyeReport.com. Uh, he did a little bucketing deal where he figured out, he's like, okay, here's the number of the carries you get. Here's all the Iowa running backs who carried the ball more than 10 times each year since 2013. And of the carries they had, here's the percentage that they lost yardage. Here's the percentage where they went one to four yards. Here was five to ten, and here's plus ten, right? All right. Tyler Goodson is the top three, three of his four seasons of the top three worst in terms of losing yardage. This year he has lost yardage, lost yardage, negative yards on 21% of his carries. The next lowest on that list was two or three years ago, 2019. He was 19% as a as a, a freshman, and last year he was 15. The next closest, I think, was like Mark Wiseman or somebody. You know, he loses yards on a lot of plays. Are he, you they, sure? He does. Who was the fifth string running back? Uh, well, they didn't count. They're going. They were. They were doing Kanziri and Wiseman. Oh, they were doing Wadley oh, and oh. and uh, Sergeant. Sergeant and, you know, so on and so forth, right? Actually, Mackay Sargent had one of the better percentages straight up, right? Um, it, he regularly lost yards. Uh, and I think so you and I were talking about this, about Gavin Williams and about the differences in the way that IKM runs and, and Goodson. So Goodson's the speed back that can break you the long runs. I, I think he thinks he's going to do it every play, and sometimes you just got to take the four yards. And he doesn't do that, right? And, that, and so the difference is that he, that, that he doesn't plow ahead to get you that four yards a lot of times. What he's looking for is that wide open break that Jordan Kenziri had twice at Nebraska a few years ago, where he, he you know, they, as soon as they scored, he went 70 yards again, right? That that's going to break wide open for him every time. Unfortunately, it, with this offensive line, it's not not helping. So it is a little bit tough because he'll have like he had 145 yards there tonight. He had a nice game. He also lost yardage on like. 15 plays, right? Well, he's it's not he, possible. Good well, lord, uh, he, he had 21 if, carries. He, he lost so yardage on, on five four. plays. Yes, yeah, five plays. Yes. Four. Four? That's 20%. Okay. You're rounding down. Oh, you're rounding down. I'm rounding up. Okay. So he lost yardage on four, but he ran for 145 yards, so it's great. And he ran right by guys, and he followed his blocks, and that was really cool. You also saw some where he takes the – he dances a little bit, and then he, he goes down. And so there's a real difference in the way that he runs. And I also – you know, sometimes you wonder – What's the best fit for this offense? And you know the guy that I really like right now? 10 carries for 41 yards, 4.1 yard average. And I don't believe he lost yardage. It was Gavin Williams. I like what we're seeing out of him because he's part of the future of this Iowa backfield. we got two four-star running backs coming in, but he's part of the future of this Iowa backfield. Well, there's no question that he is. And, and honestly, I couldn't tell you. Well, obviously, IKM would, would be third string, but he was injured. Who is the backup to Gavin? LaShawn Williams. Two Williams. Gavin Williams, LaShawn Williams. I see, I see him. See where I'm going? I have a question for you. Are the Schulte boys that are on the bat, on the football team are they brothers? Don't know. I think so. I think they are. Yes, Austin and I want to say and, his name starts with a B. Yeah, uh, I think they are. Yes. All right. Well, at any rate, um, I don't know. Just things you know. Just things you notice when you don't usually sit behind the Iowa bench. Tyler Linderbaum, by the way, uh, named to the Lombardi finalist list today. Shocker. Should, I mean, listen, uh, listen, uh, it's really difficult to look and see that if his stock falls because the team suddenly doesn't win as he's, many games. He's the highest rated lineman it's not even on close. pro football focus every week. It's not even close. It, that touchdown the other day, Tyler Goodson's first touchdown, he took two dudes, maybe three. He, so he took the, the man in front of him, threw him into the linebacker, and pulled him into, and pulled those two guys into a, into a corner. 
I think he got three guys on the play, right? Nobody. And if you want to know why Iowa decided to run on third and nine uh, inside the goal line, uh, inside uh, third and goal inside the uh, ten yard line in that uh, third quarter, it's because that play had worked already to the point where all that has to happen is Monty Pottybaum makes a uh, makes a crushing block instead of just a good block, and we score, right? And that's what Iowa. So let me let me bring that up before we move to to, to Minnesota. If you're watching my tweets the other night. Admittedly, I was consuming, so I was getting a little frustrated with the fact. I think Iowa could have scored two more touchdowns, maybe three. I don't know about your opinion of this. Iowa is, well, was doing they, what we call turtling, right? They, we well, were they, playing the they clock. Certain, out. They right. certainly could have scored another one, or at least tried to score another one when they were down there at the ten, or uh, at the end of the first half. I really don't understand running the draw play on the forty-five yard line on the last play of the first half. Well, it, but I, did you watch my Bears last night? Instead of trying the Hail Mary, we try a 73-yard field goal. <laughs> we're, we're, my, my wife comes. She was over at your house with your I wife, know. right? She comes home. She comes trucking in at, at uh, what was it? 10, right, 10. 10. 10, right? She's, she's, I'm watching the game, and I, she's like, you've been watching this? I actually, no. I kind of flipped it on. I'm not a Bears fan. I know you are, right? I kind of flipped it on, and I'm watching it. I'm like, and I said to her, huh, Bears are getting screwed. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, f- so far what I've seen, yes. as a Viking fan, is laughable, right? Because, it, you know. It was and, horrible. And then I watched him. They called, she, it, they called it clipping on James Daniels. He didn't even touch the yeah. dude. So he, then tried, she, he tried to clip him, but you can't get called for a penalty if you don't ac- execute. So she says, she, so we're watching, and she says, so are they going to try a field goal from there? I'm like, well, Justin Tucker hit one from there in a dome in, in, in Detroit a few weeks ago, and he's the best kicker in the NFL by far. This guy's good, but he's he not just. He made Justin, 40 in right. a row. So I'm like, maybe, but then, no, right? Why, why but, not let Justin Fields throw the throw the hail mary? Uh, all I'm going to say is that as a Viking fan, the Bears the Bears got worse calls last night than than the Hawks did on Saturday night in in, in Evanston. We're just saying something. Oh by my the way. gosh, that pass interference on Hankins uh, in the fourth quarter on fourth down yeah. was ridiculously bad. Well, and you know what? Well, how they, about the one where they should have penalized Northwestern for that stupid freaking protest? Yes, absolutely. How is that not delay of game? Or, uh, listen, or unsportsmanlike or something? Listen, aside from the fact that they didn't yank him off the field and Mayor What's-Her-Name didn't yank him off the field, right, that they're I not going to enforce it. Lori was there. It doesn't matter. They're enforcing the laws, and they're not enforcing the law there. They didn't yank him off the field. Outside of it, that's right. That should have been a flag for unsportsmanlike conduct, and the Northwestern officials should have been. I'm sorry. That's your that's your palace, and you are in I, charge of the guards. I can right? assure you that if somebody did that at Kinnick, oh my gosh, that would have been Hayden yeah. would have sent the National Guard after yep, him. Yep. So I think Riley Moss plays this week. All right, it's time for our last right? call. We got right? like I think Riley minutes. Moss plays this week against Minnesota, which helps a good deal, right? Because Jamar Harris played good, man. It. He's, they find him. Let me tell you, though. They, they find look him. old, absolutely. But Riley Moss, fastest fastest player. He's sprinting champion of the state of Iowa, and we don't even. He's faster fa- than Tim Dwight. Allegedly. Well, Wind-hated. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wind-hated. Either way. Um, I'll tell you what. I I think Iowa comes into this. I, I really like I really like what we're going to do this weekend. I really do. Minnesota, the way they looked last week, I can't, I will be shocked. Do you know the comparative scoring, comparative basis? I know. By far no, no I'm not worrying about everything. comparative scoring. I'm just looking. I'm just telling you that Minnesota team the other day looked flat. They were uh, maybe they were looking ahead. 
uh, I uh, I buy into the fact that I, they may drive the ball because they're so big, but Iowa wins this one, and I like it. I, I like them. I like thirty-one points on Saturday. 31, 31, 14. 31, wow. 14. 31, 14. So I got the Hawks twenty-four twenty in a nail biter. Oh, and I'd rather not. By the way, just but I'll take the W for for those that were paying attention last week. I did say it was nineteen to ten. <laughs> absolutely nailing the total at 29 points <laughs> you're which right you, on it which you took uh, the over i took the I'm, over I'm at 41 second last week i also if you could do it real quick but unfortunately fortunately i didn't got, bet it i you, bet the under and i won you got three <laughs> hours if you're listening on the radio lay the wood against longwood tonight. how much is it how much 20 take the oh, take, take the, hawks. the hawks absolutely tonight yeah i Dude, got this only- i got this like 92 68 but you know how that you know how you lose that? Of course. We're up thirty five and we put in Austin Ash and those guys. But Austin, Austin Ash nailed a bunch fire. of I, I know. Dude's on fire. I got I no worries when they bring him I in. I know. Hey. Another one in the books. Another one in the books. Good show tonight. Appreciate Our it. We're gonna out. Show. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? And hey, we're gonna be here next week celebrating a couple of victories. That's the way it's gonna work. We'll be back here next week's Tuesday night. Join us on the Hawkeye Huddle on seventeen hundred the Champion.